Well, welcome everyone to our third installment of our financial wellness FinPath uh, series uh, on our fiduciary fitness podcast. Uh, my name is Colin Clark, Senior Vice President here at Hub International Mid-Atlantic. I'm joined again by our FinPath guru and basketball player extraordinaire, Matt Escalante, who's uh, located in our Austin, Texas office. Matt, welcome back. Thanks, Colin. That's uh, pretty pretty generous on the on the basketball side. And that's uh, you know, high school basketball was was probably the peak of my career there. <laughs> that's okay. But you do have an interesting story. Now, I understand you're married with two kids, which is keeping you busy. But uh, you did tell me that you met a pretty famous uh, basketball player in person. I think everyone on this podcast has probably heard of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, in high school, I was uh, at the end of my school day, walking to, to the gym, going to basketball practice. And I walked into the gym and, get, you know, guess who's there having a workout is uh, is Shaquille O'Neal. It was right when he had been traded or or maybe the contract had expired. I can't really remember the details, but anyway, he had ended up with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, me, I'm growing up in Southern California myself. And uh, yeah, he was just, you know, larger than life guy that's uh, in the gym, kind of in the, in the prime of coming to LA. And it was, uh, it was nice to be able to, to say hi to him and see somebody that, uh, that you watch on TV. That's a, a sports star just right there in your presence. So uh, kind of a cool deal. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and people, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny when you meet celebrities, you know, are, are they, you know, who they are, or are they someone different, you know? So yeah. uh, he seems like he's authentic. So, which is great. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, to continue our discussion about FinPath, one of the things we wanted to emphasize, or we, one of the things I wanted to talk about is what does it look like from the employee perspective and what does it look like from the employer perspective? Because the whole idea here is um, you mentioned something about an ecosystem and when a user logs in, you know, what does it look like? What kind of tools are available? And then more importantly, can you talk a little bit about what does the employer see? You know, because we talk about measurement a lot. You know, and that's the next stage of uh, retirement benefits management is, you know, we, we've spent money on these things. We've implemented them for our employees. Is it working? So can right. you explain a little bit about the user experience and, and measurement? Yeah, absolutely. So within within FinPath, you know, we think about as a part of the ecosystem, the, the key core components that are obviously the employees that are going to benefit from having access to FinPath, but also the employer that's going to benefit from putting that benefit in front of their employees. And so when we talk about employees and we think about the structure of the resources within FinPath, we kind of break it down fairly easily into three areas, basically education, advice, and solutions are those things that that employees will get. On the education side, there's the online platform where, where they can go to, where they can register an account with FinPath. They can utilize all of the, the tools, technology, and resources within there. There's uh, content, there's courses, there's videos. There's all those things that you would expect to see within a within a program that can help those folks that are kind of self-paced digital natives that want to just go in and learn more about a financial topic. We complement that on the advice side with coaches that actually are, I think it's an important point, are actually not licensed advisors, certified personal finance counselors. And they're really focused on that accountability of being a resource, um, be able to help somebody out with a very present, acute financial situation that's causing them stress, but also work with them to identify goals and creating a plan in order to to achieve those goals in the future. 
Um, and then finally, solutions. And solutions is that ability to leverage a, a tool or a resource that can help fast track getting somebody out of debt or improving their credit score or build their emergency savings or whatever it might, or understand their risk tolerance for investments as an example would be solutions that, that folks have access to. Now on the employer side, we're really focused on the components of communication, engagement, and impact. And impact's that thing that you talked about, Colin, where we're doing all of these things for our employees. How are we measuring results? On the communication side is FinPath takes care of putting out a monthly newsletter for all employees. And for us, a newsletters, we try to, we try to keep it um, interesting as much as possible by highlighting topics that are really relevant. Like in February, we did one on filing your taxes like a pro, right? Everybody's getting their W-2s or 1099s, all that kind of stuff. So they're they're, they're looking at um, getting their getting their taxes ready for filing. We also look at subjects like we have one coming up this month on um, interest rates, inflation, and your money. Like we live in this world where all those things are kind of wild right now. And, and folks have a lot of questions about what's the next step that they should be taking. We cover that through the communication. So it allows the employer to have a level of communication out to their employees through the, through the FinPath newsletter and some other resources. And then on the engagement side, it allows the employees to have another mechanism to communicate with their employees around benefits because we can, we can plug into the FinPath platform, uh, EAP programs, other employee benefits that might be uh, important for that employer to promote to employees um, so we can we can help with that engagement. And then on the back end of measuring impact, you know, for us, we want to measure this in two ways. One is by outputs and outputs to me are just those activities of how many people have come to that platform, uh, how many people have had a coaching session, what's the average amount of coaching sessions that folks have, what are the subjects that people are interested in when they're having those coaching sessions, the engagement with our, our newsletters, these, these types of items that are, are about activities that folks are doing. But we're also trying to measure outcomes as well. From the standpoint of you know changes in um, budgeting habits, in, improvements in credit score, reductions in debt, uh, building of emergency savings, all these types of things. So if we can pick some core numbers that we all kind of have in our lives, I kind of think of it like going to the doctor. Like when I go to the doctor, they take they really measure like a handful of key things. It's my height, it's my weight, it's my blood pressure, it's my pulse. It's like it's, it's these things that allows the doctor to figure out whether am I getting better or am I getting worse. And we try to find those key handful of key things within FinPath and then um, share that back with the employer in aggregate, I, I want to say, so that they can see the value that FinPath is providing to their employees. No, that's great. So from a reporting function, you're able to track progress. Now, is that that's anonymous, right? These are just aggregate numbers, like from an organizational perspective? Yeah, I mean, the majority of the time, like just a, a standard report is anonymous or you know, in aggregate, right? Um, however, we do have the ability, and I think this is important, like if an employer has a wellness program or some kind of an initiative in place to where employees get points for you know, taking a financial coach or, or uh, taking a financial course or having a session with a financial coach, we can tell the employer who those people are. Like, hey, these, this list of people, they, they attended a financial course or this list of people had a coaching session. We don't have to tell them the details of what they discussed, but we can at least tell them like, Hey, here's the people that did those activities, so you can award them wellness points. Oh, very cool. That's that's really cool. The other thing is uh, gamification. So, uh, just going back to the employee experience, how do you weave gamification? Because that's a big deal to, to try to 
attract multiple, you know, multi-generational users, right? Yeah. How, how do you gamify, if that's, is that a word? Um, how do you, <laughs> how word. Do you gamify, you know, the experience on the uh, employee side? Yeah, you know, this is a challenge. I, I don't know of anybody that's doing this in a in a, a crazy, amazing way to where it's something that it's not, it's not, it's not Instagram, right? It's not, it's not something to where I can go on and scroll through and see what all my friends are doing. And I want to keep up on that. Financial wellness programs are in, in a lot of ways, they're here to tell people, don't spend your money here, spend your money there. Just kind of telling people what to do a little bit. So I think that can be challenging. But the way that it's that the gamification is approached, I think, is really through assessments. So that if somebody comes on, can answer a series of questions around their money personality or their debts or their employee benefits or their goals or whatever it might be, then kind of taking an algorithm to then now drive folks to specific financial courses or to specific tools. And as they start to um, complete those items, then they're kind of checking them off the list and they're completing, you know, for lack of a better terms, I'm using air quotes here, levels um, as they're completing those different items and they can see their financial score that they're getting on the platform improving. So that's probably the, the closest that we're at with gamification at this point, but I think it's an important. Well, way no, that's, that's what I was getting at, like tracking progress. Yeah. You know, obviously you mentioned, you can incentivize people, give wellness points, gift cards. You know, you can encourage people to, you know, we'll talk a little bit more in the next segment about how you implement one of these programs, how you get a hold of it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, FinPath specifically, but, you know, when an employee logs in, they, they have a dashboard with all these tools at their fingertips, but they are able to track how they're doing their progress. So it's, yes, it, I, I, and again, I kind of compare and contrast it with um, some of the, you know, some people may say, from a, you know, from an objection standpoint, well, my advisor already does this or my record keeper already provides X, provides X, Y, and Z. Uh, it sounds to me like a big differentiator for FinPath is the fact that you have, you know, tr- ability to track and report. So, you know, from an organizational perspective, how are employees moving along the journey and employees specifically can track their progress and they have a G- achievable goals. I hate to use the, the kind of the kitschy phrase like baby steps, right? But right. I mean, that's kind of what it is. I'm, I'm taking, you know, I, I have achievable goals. I can accomplish them. I can check. I can, I like lists, right? I can check right. things off the list. You know, I have a whiteboard. I'm done with this task. I'm going to erase it, right? Yeah. Uh, that's just the way I operate. I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah. And, and that's the way that you know, the the financial health tools within the FinPath dashboard kind of operates is like for the month of March, there was there were four tasks that need to be completed while while you were on that platform. It was about um, you know, doing something about money mindfulness and it was doing something about like measuring your financial stress score and then maybe completing some coursework and those types of items. So um, yeah, it's kind of delivered in that manner, all based off of an assessment. So it's kind of catered specifically to you. No, that's great. Well, yeah, when we come back, Matt, this is great information. When we come back, we're going to talk um, about, you know, how do you get FinPath? uh, How do you access it? Ideas around what's the best way to implement it and things like that. So Matt, I want to thank you again. It's been great so far. We'll just kind of come back for our fourth segment, wrap up the series and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, get some really good engagement uh, from folks that are interested in FinPath. That sounds great. Thank you, Colin. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. 
The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial, Washington Financial Group, and Hub International are not affiliated in any way with the services offered by any guest on this show. Jeff, he's having to listen to this conversation. All right, hopefully that, uh, hopefully Jeff can edit that, right? <laughs>